Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. In this week's Parsha, Parshas Akev, Moshe Rabbeinu continues his long speech of rebuke. After a long retelling of the sin of the golden calf and its aftermath, Moshe proceeds to mention event, an event which a. seems irrelevant to the topic, and b. seems to contradict the Torah's previous account of this event. Let us examine Parshas Akev, Perik Yod, Psukim, Vav, and Zion. It says, Bnei Yisrael nasu mebe'eros bnei Yakon Moisera. The Bnei Yisrael traveled from a place called Be'eros bnei Yakon, the springs of the children of Yakon, Moisera. They traveled towards a place called Moisera. Sham meis Aharon. There in Moisera, Aaron died. Vayikaver Sham, and he was buried there. Vayichahen Elazar bnei Tachtov, and his son Elazar took his place as Koyen, as Koyen Godel. And Pasuk Zion says, Misham Nasu Hagurgoida, from there they traveled towards a place called Hagurgoda, Umina Gurgoda, Yatvasa, from Gurgoda they went to a place called Yatvasa, Eretz Nach Leimoyim, a land of streams of water. Rashi says as follows. Rashi asks here, Three main questions. His first question is, "My inyan ze lakan." What is the connection? What is the relevance of this, this little narrative, to here? We just finished Moshe Rabbeinu just finished rebuking the Klal Yisrael for the sin of the golden calf. Why is he now talking about one of their travels in the Midbar? That's question number one. Question number two asks Rashi Vaid, and also. Is it from the place called Be'eros Be'eros that they traveled to Mosera? Is that the order in which they traveled? But isn't it actually the other way around, that they traveled from Mosera to Be'eros Now, how does Rashi know this? Because in Sefer Bamidbar, in Parshas Masay, the Torah gives a complete list of all the travels that B'nai Yisrael made in the wilderness. And it says over there, as Rashi quotes, Vayisu Mimoiserois, they traveled from Moiserois, and they arrived in Bnei Yakon. So the order here is wrong, seems to be wrong. And now Rashi comes with a third question. And also, Sham Mes Aron, there in Moserah, is that where Aaron died? Didn't he die in Horahahar, as it said very clearly in Parshas Dvorim? And also in Sefer Bamidbar, that he died at Horahar. And Rashi says, Save a go out and make a calculation. Meaning, go to Parshas Masay and take a look at the list of all of our travels in the Midbar. Vitimsa, you will find, Shmoina Masa'is Mimoiseres Lahorahar. It was eight journeys 
from Moiseros until they finally arrived at Horahor. They went from Moiseros to the next place, to the next place, to the next place. Eight journeys later, they arrived at Horahor. And that's where Aaron died, not in Moiseros. So Rashi now gives an answer which will answer all of the questions. Ella, rather, even this little mention of the of the journey from Be'eris ben Ayakin to Moisera, and the mention of Aaron dying in Moisera, which seems to be altogether incorrect. But Rashi says all of this is actually part of the Teichacha. It is part of the rebuke that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving to Klai Yisrael in this whole Sefer of Dvorim. And he now paraphrases as follows. Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to the people, you did this and this and this and this, and also this you did. I'm now going to rebuke you for the following. When Aaron died on Horahar, which happened at the end of the 40 years in the desert, and the Anane Kovid, the clouds of glory, were removed at that time, as we know from other places in the Torah. You were afraid of the war that was impending with the king of Arad, because it says that the king of Arad attacked. When the king of Arad saw that the protective clouds of glory had been taken away, he attacked. He took that opportunity. Says Rashi, continuing to paraphrase Moshe, On roish, you turned around your heads, lachzor lemitzrayim. You decided you would like to go back to Egypt. You got so scared, so panicked, you turned around to return to Mitzrayim. And you went backwards, eight encampments, eight journeys, ad b'nei yakon. They had come from b'nei they had originally, they had been in Bnei Yakon some time before. Now they go backwards, eight journeys to Bnei Yakon. Umisham l'Moisera. And from there they went back one more to Moisera. Sham nilchamu b'chem Bnei Levi. And there the children of Levi, the tribe of Levi, fought against you. There was a civil war. The Levian against everybody else. Everybody else, or many, many of the other people, wanted to go back to Mitzrayim. The Bnei Levi, as usual, as in other instances, were loyal to Moshe Rabbeinu and loyal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so the Bnei Levi fought against them. It says, Rashi, v'horgu mikem v'atem mihem. And they killed some of you, and you killed some of them. As Rashi comments in Parshas Pinchas, that when we look at the census in Parshas Pinchas, we will see that some Families of Leviim are missing, and some families from the other tribes are missing. And Rashi attributes it to those who, f- at least part of the difference, is attributed to the those who fell in that civil war. Until the Leviim caused you to go back along the way that you had retreated. In other words, to stop retreating and go back and start heading again towards Eretz Yisrael. So, from Moisera, you now began going the other way. And so you came to Hagud uh, Goda, which is, was the next place along the way, going now towards Eretz Yisrael. And that is 
Chor HaGudgod. That is a place that is referred to by that name in Parshas Masay. Rashi continues on Pasuk Zion, O Min HaGudgoda, when you arrived after your eighth journey backwards in Mysera, you made a heavy mourning. You mourned over the death of Aaron, which caused you all of this, all of these problems. And it appeared to you as if he had died in Mysera. So this answers the question. That here it says Aaron died in Mosera, but in other places it says that he died in Horahar. So Rashi is saying the truth is he died on Horahar. But the people panicked after his death. They went backwards eight journeys to Mosera. There they finally came to their senses. They made a huge eulogy, a huge ceremony of mourning for Aaron. And so it appeared to them as if Aaron had died there. And then they turned around and started to go towards Eretz Yisrael. Rashi concludes, V'samach Meisha teichach hazay l'shviras haluchais. Meisha Rabbeinu juxtaposes this rebuke to the previous narrative about the breaking of the luchais, the breaking of the tablets that he brought down from Harsinai. That was the previous narrative. Why did he put these two stories together? Even though the breaking of the Luchas took place uh, at Harsinai uh, approximately one year. No, no, no uh, 49 days, uh, just, uh, just a couple of months after um, uh, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and the death of Aaron happened at the end of the 40 years in the Midbar. So why are these two items juxtaposed in Moshe's speech? Loimar, this is to say, that it is difficult in the eyes of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, the death of the righteous, as much as the day that the Luchais were broken. And also to inform you, that it was difficult to Hashem, Hashem was pained, so to speak, by what the people said, let's turn our heads around and go back to Egypt, to separate themselves from Hashem, that was as bad like the day that they made the golden calf. A lot of, there's a lot here in this Rashi. Rashi is telling us that there's a whole event which is never explicitly mentioned in the Torah, but it is hinted to here by Moshe Rabbeinu. I would like to focus on what may seem like a fairly small point in the Rashi and in the Pasuk itself. Of course, what Rashi tells us, any place, including here, is his opinion of what the Pasuk is saying. He's not adding things. He is giving us his interpretation of what he feels the Pasuk means Kipshutai shal mikra, according to the simple meaning of the Pasuk. We read in the Rashi that the people panicked after the death of Aaron. They decided they would go back to Mitzrayim. And now I'll just read a few words of Rashi. You returned backwards. You began to travel backwards. Eight travels. 
Ad B'nei Yakon, until the place called B'nei Yakon, Umisham L'Moisera, and from there to Moisera. And there in Moisera, some very important events took place. There was a civil war, the B'nei Levi against everyone else, and there was an evil covet, there was a great mourning period for the death of Aaron, and then they decided to turn back and go to Eretz Yisrael. The question is, why is Rashi focusing on B'nai Yakon? It says they got nervous, they, they, be, they became unnerved, and they panicked at Horahar. They went backwards until they finally reached Moserah. In Moserah, some very memorable events, memorable events took place, and then they turned around. Why does Rashi mention that they went back these number of travels and they came to B'nai Yakon, Ubisham, L'Moisera, and from there to Moisera? What is the function of B'nai Yakon? Now, of course, Rashi only mentions B'nai Yakon because the Pasuk mentions it. Let's read the Pasuk one more time. Uvenei Yisrael Nasu, Mi Be'erois B'nai Yakon, Moisera. The Pasuk says, B'nai Yisrael traveled from this place called Be'erois B'nai Yakon to Moisera, etc., etc. So, of course, our question is not really on Rashi himself, but the question is, why is this place called B'nai Yakon mentioned? Horahar, some very important things happened. Aaron died, and the people panicked and started running backwards. Mosera, some very important things happened. The B'nai Levi fought a civil war with the rest of the people, and there was a great mourning for Aaron, and then the people had a change of heart and began to go back towards Eretz Yisrael. Those are very important places. They need to be mentioned. Why does the Torah mention B'nai Yakon? And I would like to suggest as follows. Everything I'm going to say now is uh, it's a suggestion. I can't say that I have any proof from any of the commentators. I have no proof from any Midrashim or other sources. But I think if we put together these psukim, some other psukim, this, this, uh, this uh, comment from Rashi, some other Rashi comments, I think we can say as follows. As we have mentioned, as Rashi himself mentions, Sefer Dvorim is a teichacha, it's a rebuke. And this little uh, narrative about what happened at Horahar and then going back and what happened at Mosera, Rashi says, min it's part of that rebuke. And I think that the mention of B'nai Yakon is also part of the rebuke. Let's think as follows. B'nai Yisrael came to Horahar and they suffered a very great catastrophe. The catastrophe was that their great and beloved leader, Aaron Hakoyan, died. And they panicked. They thought, how are we ever going to get to Eretz Yisrael without Aaron Hakoyan and without the Ananei Akovid, without the clouds of glory that protected us? And therefore, the fact that they did turn backwards although on the one hand was a very reprehensible act, but in a certain sense, it's what the Gemara sometimes calls korev lo'inus. It is almost a forced act. 
Just as a person could have a gun put to his head and he may do something that ordinarily he would not do, a person could have a, a terror, a psychological terror grip him and he might do things which would otherwise be considered unacceptable. So I wouldn't quite say that they lost their free will at Horahar after the death of Aaron, but they, in a certain sense, could be excused, on a certain level, could be excused for what they did. In fact, this really was catastrophic, losing Aaron Akoyan. Now, okay, they panicked, they left Horahar. Now they began traveling backwards. They didn't travel in one big, uh, one big trip. They went from station to station just as they had come there. They went backwards one station, and at that point they should have caught their breaths. They should have come to their senses and turned again back towards Eretz Yisrael, but they didn't. Since they didn't, so now the the tvia, the complaint, their guilt in this matter grew a little bit. It's one thing to panic in a moment of great catastrophe, but when you are able to step away from it by one step, you you should come to your senses, but they didn't. Then they traveled backwards a little farther to the second station. They still didn't come to Yishuv Adas and Bitochan. They still didn't come to a settled mind and to the proper trust in Hashem. And therefore, the complaint against them became a little bit greater. And so, from encampment to encampment, number three, number four, number five, etc., each time that they traveled back another encampment, the, their guilt in the matter became a little greater. Finally, they came to the seventh of the stations, which is Be'eroiz Bnei Yakon, and still they were in a state of panic, they were in a state of lack of trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and so now the, the tfiyah, the complaint against them, is very great. Their guilt is very great at this point. There's no more excuse. Standing at Horahar and seeing that Aaron went up to the mountain but didn't come down from the mountain and that he's dead, that could be excused. But now you had seven chances to come back to your senses, seven chances to take a deep breath and realize that as great as Aaron Akoyan was, but still, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the show, and of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu can bring you to Eretz Yisrael safely and peacefully, and still you're in a state of panic, the, the accusation against them is very great. Finally, they came to Moisera. In Moisera, in fact, they, after some, uh, <laughs> after some very significant events, but they did finally come back to their senses and turn around and head towards Eretz Yisrael. But it comes out that the greatest teichacha, the biggest rebuke that Moshe Rabbeinu could hurl at them is this, that they traveled from Bnei Yakan to Moisera. You mean, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to them, you mean that you got all the way to Bnei Yakan and you still didn't calm down, and from there you traveled again to Moisera, still in a state of panic? On that, 
my rebuke is strongest. And on that, I take you to task. This could be why the Be'eres B'nai Yakon is mentioned here, even though no particular events took place in that location. Based on what we have just said, perhaps we can uh, understand and uh, give a little flavor to a problem that is raised by the Rashi super commentators. This little story that we have just told, this narrative that Rashi says is hinted at in Parshas Dvorim, actually has already been hinted at in Parshas Chukas. And in fact, Parshas Chukas would have been uh, perhaps the more logical place for this story to have been mentioned. In Parshas Chukas, it says that Aaron died on Horahar, and then it says that the Melech Arod, the king of Arod, heard about this and saw that the clouds of glory had been removed and that we were vulnerable, and he attacked, and there was a war. And then it says in Sefer Bemidbar, Perak Chaf Aleph, Pasik Dalit, by Yisu Mehorahar, they traveled from Horahar, Derech Yamsuf. They traveled towards Yamsuf. Now, Horahar is to the northwest of Eretz Yisrael, if my geography is correct. It is certainly much closer to Eretz Yisrael than Yamsuf. Yamsuf is essentially from where they from whence they started. Here, we're talking in the, in the last year of their journeys in the Midbar. They've already conquered parts of the eastern bank of the Jordan River, the lands of Sichon and Og. They've already uh, made them part of the future Eretz Yisrael. And now they are just across the border at Horahar, and that's where Aaron expired. Why would they be going back towards Yamsuf? So Rashi here in Parshas Chukas tells us essentially the same little narrative that he told us in Parshas Ekev. He says that when Aaron died and this war uh, befell them, so they turned around back towards Yamsuf, back towards Mitzrayim. And he mentions that, uh, that they went backwards Sheva Masoyas, they went backwards seven journeys, as it says that they traveled from Be'eros Bene Yakon to Moisera, which is where Aaron died. But of course, we know he didn't really die at Moisera, he really died at Horahar. So it must be they, from Horahar, they went backwards towards and eventually landing in Moisera, and there they uh, made a great mourning and eulogy for Aaron. And Rashi says that if you will uh, go into Parshas Masay, where all of the journeys of B'nai Yisrael are listed, you will find that there are in fact seven journeys from Moserah going towards Horahar. If you're going from the desert towards Eretz Yisrael, so at one point you would be in Moserah, and then seven journeys later you will be at Horahar. But here they went backwards for a time. Okay. Very good. The super commentators raise a question. Wait a minute. Rashi in Parshas Ekev said that it is Shmoina Masoyas, that it is eight journeys from Horahar backwards to Moiseros. And here Rashi says it's only seven. 
So the Gur Aryeh and other uh, commentators explain as follows. If you'll go into Parashas Masay, where all of the journeys of Kalal Yisrael are listed, and you'll take a look at Perik Lamed Gimel, Pasik Lamed Aleph, you will see that if we start from Mose Reis and we count names of places until we get to Horahar, there will be eight places. It says they went from Mose Reis to Bnei Yakon. So you have two places. And from there, they went to Chora Gidgod, is three places. From Chora Gidgod, they went to Yatvasa, that's four places. From Yatvasa, they went to Avreina, is five places. From Avreina to Etzion Gover, so now you have six places. They went from Etzion Gover to Midbartzin, he Kadesh. Midbartzin, which is called Kadesh, is seven places. And then it says they traveled from Kadesh and they encamped at Horahor. So there are eight place names from Moisera until you get to Horahar, including Moisera and Horahar. Says the Maharal and others, well, it depends how you count. If you're counting the number of places that they were in, they were in eight places. If you're counting the number of times that they traveled, they only traveled seven times. If you start from New York and you make uh, you make uh, seven stops until Chicago, you'll be it'll be uh, Chicago will be your eighth place, but you only traveled seven times. So the Maral says it's not a it's not a difficulty. In Parshas Chukas, Rashi says that they traveled Sheva Masoyas, meaning they actually traveled seven journeys in order to get from Moisera until Horahar or the other way around, to going backwards from Horahar to Moisera, in Parshas Ekev. So Rashi is not counting the journeys, he's counting the encampments. If you, if you were camped at Horahar, and then you started going backwards, step by step by step, and finally you arrived in, in Horahar, how many different places were you in? You were in eight places. Okay, very nice. So it's not a, a, practically speaking, not a contradiction. But the question is, why? Why is it that in Parshas Chukas, Rashi would count the actual travels, the actual number of train tickets that you had to buy? And in Parshas uh, Ekev, he counts the number of stations. So I think according to what we said before, this can be understood. In Parshas Chukas, the Torah is, for the first time, telling us this narrative. There, it makes perfect sense to count the number of travels. It's telling us what happened. It's telling us maisim. It's telling us events. So they went from, Rashi tells us, they went from, from Horahar, backwards one station, backwards one station, seven times. Finally, they arrived in Moisera. But here, in our Parsha, in Parsha's Ekev, is not the first telling of this story. Here, Moshe Rabbeinu is retelling the story. And what is his purpose for retelling the story? Not merely to let us know the facts, but it is telling us the story to rebuke the people. That is the theme of the whole Sefer Dvorim, is rebuke. Now, in order to make the rebuke even bigger, he doesn't just say, you traveled seven times. 
He says you rested in, 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 in eight different places until you came to your senses. As we said before, when they first left Horahar, it could be excused on a certain level. It was understandable that they panicked after the death of Aaron. But then they came to the next, the first place of rest on their way backwards. They should have come to the senses. They came to the third place. They should have come to the senses. By the time they had gone all the way back to Moisera, Rebbeinu Shalaylam, master of the universe, says Moshe Rabbeinu, you still, you still didn't understand what was going on? You were still in a state of panic, and the Leviim had to fight a civil war with you until you finally turned around and went back to Eretz Yisrael? That's an extra stinger in Moshe Rabbeinu's rebuke. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.